Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. The future of Obamacare is once again in the courts and in jeopardy as the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals heard oral arguments yesterday on whether the Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional. Massachusetts was one of the states defending the law and joining me is the Attorney General of Massachusetts, Maura Healy. Thanks for joining us, General. Great to be with you, June. Will you explain the basic argument in the case? Well, sure. To provide some context, remember it was years ago that Congress passed the Affordable Care Act. It was challenged. The Supreme Court ruled that the ACA was constitutional. Republican members of Congress tried 70 times to repeal the Affordable Care Act. It's when you saw people take to the streets and town halls and protest, and ultimately they failed in the effort to repeal. Now, what happened is a group of Republican state AGs and governors filed a lawsuit to try this from a different angle, and that is to challenge the ACA in court. And at the time, the Justice Department was supposed to, consistent with its constitutional duty and obligation, defend the ACA. But what's happened, unfortunately, is that the Justice Department is not defending the ACA, and a number of states like Massachusetts, California, New York, and others have joined now to defend the Affordable Care Act because it is imperative that we keep this law in place. Lives depend on it. Our health care markets depend on it. And unfortunately, this is just another effort to sabotage access to care and really wreak havoc with the system. When the Texas judge struck down the law in December, many legal experts said it was an outlier decision, it wouldn't survive an appeals court. But Most observers at the hearings say that two of the three judges appeared to side with the Republican state's arguments. Well, let me say a couple things. First, I'm not going to read much into the questions asked by the judges on the the Fifth Circuit. I think we need to wait to see what their ruling is. But I agree that the district court's decision is an outlier. In my view, it is not consistent with the law. It does not follow the law. And that's exactly why this matter has been appealed now to the Fifth Circuit. I expect it to go to the Supreme Court, and hopefully the Supreme Court will rule in a way that, once again, preserves the Affordable Care Act. Because, you know, what this is about, it's not about anything more than politics and really trying to undo something that happened during the Obama administration. What undoing the ACA would do is put health care at risk for more than 130 million Americans who have pre-existing conditions, who are now insurable because of the ACA. We've got hundreds of thousands of people across this country who benefited from Medicaid expansion through the ACA who would lose that. We've got all these young people who are now covered on their parents' care up through the age of 26 who would lose access to that care. And we've got community health centers and other providers whose funding and livelihood basically is at stake. This is about the stability of our entire insurance market, and it's also about saving lives and making sure that people across this country have access to the care they need. That's why we're in court. That's why we're defending the ACA. I hope the Fifth Circuit rules in our favor and reverses what really is a wrong-headed decision by the district court in Texas. And ultimately, we'll be prepared to fight this all the way through to the Supreme Court. But we have got to provide access to health care. The ACA is something that is working. 
it is baked now into our markets. And to undo that, to sabotage this, is really, I think, morally wrong and problematic, but it's economically stupid, and it really will set us back. So these federal judges are looking into whether the individual mandate is unconstitutional, whether the law can stand without the individual mandate. Are they taking into account what you just described, what would happen to health care for millions of Americans if the law is found unconstitutional? Well, they, are sure they allowed to do that? that? They are, and, and I sure hope that that is something they look at. They also are going to look at the actual intent of Congress at the time the law was passed. And in our view, and in the view of including a bipartisan group of legal scholars who filed a brief in support of our position, defending the legality of of the ACA, looking at the text and Congress's intent, it is clear that they intended this law to stand regardless of an individual mandate being in place or regardless of a tax penalty being in place, which has now been, been taken away. So this is really important. And, you know, June, yesterday I had an opportunity to sit with a mother whose son has a complex congenital heart defect. He's had three open heart surgeries, significant medical care. That will continue to be the case for the rest of his life. Now, he's insurable under the ACA and would be going forward because the ACA makes clear that if you're somebody with a pre-existing condition, you can't be made uninsurable. But if the ACA goes away, so does the likelihood that this young man will be able to access health care. And that's what I mean. This is about people's lives and why a certain number of Republicans are dead set on trying to sabotage and take away uh, access to care really boggles my mind when you think about the concern and the worry that parents like this mother has to live with uh, now with, with this challenge being placed and, and now being put at risk through through the litigation. Well, it seemed at the hearing yesterday that the attorney for the Justice Department struggled at different points to explain what would happen if the judges found the law unconstitutional. Does that suggest that there is no plan in place? They can't articulate it because they don't want to articulate it. The fact of the matter is it's going to result in people dying in this country. People will not have access to health care that have access to it now. It's also going to wreak havoc for employers and our health care market, our health insurance market, which, by the way, is one-sixth of the economy in this country. And so they don't want to call out the truth about what will happen. And, and that's why, you know, let me also remind folks what happened here. The Justice Department was set to defend this law, and then it got an instruction by Jeff Sessions and President Trump to no longer defend the law and to actually switch sides and challenge the law. Every lawyer from the Justice Department who was working on the case and prepared to defend the law was removed from the case or resigned and replaced with lawyers who are now in court. It's crazy. It's wrong, and most of all, it's illegal, and that's why we're in court on this. And it's really a shame. This shouldn't be a partisan issue. It shouldn't be a political issue. This is about ensuring that people have access to care and that our health insurance markets are functioning. But unfortunately, there's a group that just doesn't seem to care that they're putting lives at risk. Well, thank you so much for joining us, General. That's Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healy. 
Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.